Hey there, Bookleys! This is Anastasia Nightingale, and welcome back to the Bookish Creation Podcast. Unless you're new here, then welcome! I hope you all had an absolutely fantastic week and that your life is as swoon-worthy as your favorite fiery book. I'm so very excited to get into this hype with you all today because this one is about an absolutely remarkable book. This one is one of my all-time favorite books and one of my all-time favorite series. Stolen Love is book three in the Beauty and the Stolen series by Charmaine Pauls. Now, I have a review for this story up on my blog, but let me just say this to set the mood on how much this book means to me. I have read a great deal many amazingly written books with some extremely heartfelt, touching scenes, but it's exceedingly difficult for a scene in a book to actually pull those tears out of my eyes and make me cry. However, the swoon potency in the scenes in Stolen Love was enough to make me cry several times. And we're not just talking a little bit of teariness in the eyes that somewhat leaked down. No, no, no. We're talking full-blown ugly crying to the point where I made Luna worry about me and I made my husband wonder what the heck was going on. It was not a pretty scene to come across with me just bawling my eyes out like a baby over my iPad as I read this book. There are so many points where Ian brings such incredibly romantic moments that mean the world to so many women to the table. It makes it impossible to resist falling for him or to put the book down, really. Now, I can continue to gush on and on and on about how much I adore this book, but I want to give the fantastic Charmaine Pauls a big thank you. She has, once again, allowed me to pick out my favorite excerpts to read on the episode. Thank you so very much for allowing me to share some of the special moments in this book that truly touched my heart with everyone else. Making a choice was extremely difficult. The entire book is really my favorite excerpt, but... (laughs) Reading the ones that I did narrow down and choose to be my absolute all-time favorites is always so much fun and adds just a really personal twist to the episode for me. Okay, everyone, I honestly can't wait to get to these awesome excerpts for this amazing book, so let's just jump right in. So this first excerpt is from Ian's point of view and is such an amazing one. It comes from pretty close to the beginning of the story. All right, let's get started. There's only one option left. Keeping under the radar, I use the secure satellite phone and dial the only person who can get me what I need. It's Christmas and dinner time. There's a good chance he won't take the call. After four rings, he picks up. Thank fuck for miracles. It's never been easy for me to ask for anything but I don't hesitate. For Kaz, I'll go down on my knees. Damien, it's Ian. I need your help. My heart pounds as three seconds of silence stretches. Finally, he asks, what do you need? Okay, there's so much to love in this excerpt, but the thing I love the most is how revealing it is. 
As we have seen in the book hypes for the series, Ian is a very dominant man. Calling someone to ask for help, especially being willing to beg for it, shows how vulnerable he is willing to be for Kaz. She is not a weak woman, but she brings out the softer side of him. The side of him we don't get to see at any other time for anyone else. Also, to be calling Damien of all people for this says a lot. If you haven't read any of the Diamond Magnate novels, I won't say why that is, but trust me, that is something that really strikes a chord with Ian. The other thing I love about this is that mention of not hesitating. This is hard for him to do, but he doesn't hesitate to do what he needs to do for her. He loves her that much. Oh, I just love that so much. I love it when the intensity of what someone feels for someone else overrides pride, envy, selfishness, and any self-preservation or self-moral code that we've put on ourselves and forces us to just act in whatever way is necessary in order to help that person that we love. It's just way sweet and so swoon-worthy and so beautifully written here. Okay, let's move on to the next excerpt. This one is also in Ian's point of view, and it's not only a wonderful one, but slightly dark-tinted. Let's jump in. I study her beautiful features as she gives me silence. I know what a person with issues looks like. It takes one to know one. She's locked them so deep in her heart, there'd be a Freudian eruption the day she lets everything out. That's all right. The day that happens, I'll be there for her. I don't care if she never loves me back again. Having her alive is enough. When I'm out of this bed, she says with a warning in her voice, I'm walking away from this. Forever. Over my dead fucking body will she ever walk away from me. Okay, so this one digs even deeper into Ian's character. I love that he thinks about his own issues when he sees the look on her face that tells him she has issues now too. The very fact that he feels the connection between them because of knowing the mental struggles she's going through and making that personal empathetic connection is just amazing and creates such a deep emotional bond to me between the two characters that goes far beyond listening and trying to understand the other person's point of view. I also love that he is determined to be there for her when she decides to face those problems and allow everything to come out. Even if she doesn't love him back, he's going to be there for her. That is such a beautiful thing. He knows how that's going to go. He knows what's going to happen when she faces those crouching demons in her mind. And he wants to be there for her, to help her through it, to help her battle them, to help her fall apart and put the pieces back together. Whatever it turns out that she needs when she faces this, he wants to be there to help her through it. 
no matter what that means for him or for them together as a couple. And that is just such a beautiful thing. The kind of love that doesn't expect anything in return for what is given is something that everyone wants. And I really love that we get to see that kind of thing happening between Ian and Kaz in moments like this. With that, though, we have to talk about the last sentence in this excerpt. I love that possessive spark. I know not everyone loves that, but I do. (laughs) He may be willing to accept her to never love him back again, but he will not accept a life without her in it. He is so deeply in love with Kaz that he simply cannot live without her. And that is something that I adore in these dark romances. I love the depth that we get in romances like this. And Ian and Kaz's depth that their love winds up taking on is just incredible. Ah, just love it. Love it so much. Okay, Let's jump into the next excerpt from Ian's point of view, and this one is one that fills me with such light and love. Stop. She grabs her head between her hands. Stop saying things like that. Why? The word grates in my throat. Because it's the truth and you can't handle it? Because I can't give you what you want. You! I say without hesitation. That's all I've wanted from the moment I laid eyes on you. Just you. I have no preset ideas or qualifying criteria. Mmm, I love this one so, so, so much. Ugh! It's a short excerpt, but there's so much to love in this one. To be what someone wants for no other reason than just being wanted for you. Not being wanted for you and the money you can bring in. Not being wanted for kids. Not being wanted for the fun you can give someone in the sheets. Not being wanted for social status, but just for you is absolutely everything to me. Honestly, I wish I could share more of this scene and what surrounds it, but that would be way too much of a spoiler. However, I can say this was a moment that made me need tissues. 100% need tissues. Just warning (laughs) you. I also really loved that it reveals more about Kaz as well. Kaz wants Ian to be happy, which shows in how she is worried about not being able to give enough for him. She's worried about not being enough for him. We almost never feel worried about that kind of a thing about not being enough, unless it's for someone or something that we really care deeply about. Honestly, this is such a beautiful, amazing excerpt that brings the story together in such a perfect way. I really do wish I could just keep on going on and on and on about this one, but doing so really would spoil such a perfect moment and I don't want to spoil it in any way, shape, or form, even without giving things away about the scene surrounding this. I want you guys to come into this and feel the beauty and love and radiant light from this scene in the same way that I got to when I first read the book. 
So with that said, we're going to go ahead and move on from this amazing scene into the next excerpt, which is also from Ian's point of view and is quite fiery hot. I nuzzle the soft spot behind her ear and give her more softly spoken truths. You're mine, Kaz. You'll always be. I pull away to measure her reaction and make sure she understands. This is important. It's vital she gets this. I may not get another chance to tell her. A man like me, a fugitive on the run, knows to make the most of every opportunity. Opportunities are more precious than diamonds and dollar bills. Sometimes they're rarer. You're not mine because I own you, but because you own me. Lifting our locked hands to my chest, I place her hand over my heart. You live in here, inside me, and you always will, no matter who comes after me or who takes my place. You'll always be a part of me. I'll always belong to you. That's why you're mine. Oh, I mean, really? How can you get any more sweet than this? Talk about the perfect heart-melting moment. I love that we get this moment when Ian tells her that while he may have kidnapped her, <laughs> it may have been him doing that, <laughs> it was always Kaz that owned him. It was always Kaz that had his heart in her hands. And I love that he gave that knowledge to her. It's handing her even more power than she already had. Because, in my opinion, knowledge is always power. And giving her the knowledge that she has that kind of power over him was just giving her so much more. And I love that he gave that to her. That he gave her that truth and that love and that knowledge that the whole reason why she is his is because she owns him. Ah, oh, it's just perfect. It's also so sweet that Ian tells her that this is something that is everlasting. The only thing that's going to break the fact that they belong together is the sound of his last heartbeat. It's also important to note that he felt it won't matter if when he does pass away, if she finds someone new. She will always still be his in his opinion because she will always hold his heart. That right there was making the declaration of his feelings for her transcending death. And to me, this is just the deepest of deep love there could ever possibly be. And uh, I just, I wow, I just adore this kind of thing. It again shows that complexity and depth that dark romances take romance to. And I just, ah, uh, I adore it. Just absolutely adore it. And this was written just so beautifully. So, so beautifully. Now we have one more excerpt to read, so let's go ahead and jump into it. This excerpt is from Kaz's point of view and never fails to make me smile. All right, let's get started. Ian rubs a thumb over my pulse, his gaze drilling into mine. If you ever pull a stunt like that again. Then what? I challenge. Possession sparks in his brown eyes. Try it and see what happens. It worked, didn't it? A muscle ticks in his jaw. You could have been killed. 
I wasn't. This one is so fiery. I mean, little Kaz is feisty as heck. <laughs> I can just imagine her grinning ear from ear looking up at him as she says all this. Okay, so I cannot say what's going on that he's saying don't ever do that again about, but when you read it, you'll be smiling. I promise you that. You'll be grinning like a Cheshire cat, just like I'm imagining cats is. And I'm like, I'm sure I was. It is a fantastic scene. I just love how she stands up to him and how she stands her ground. And yet, you can tell it's still in a playful manner. This excerpt shows such amazing growth and strength of character in her. It is amazing. I love that she also is teasing him in this moment here, too. It's a little bit of a sexy tease going on, kind of daring him to punish her in a way. And that so fits them as a couple. The way they have grown together, the way that they have developed their relationship as a couple, the ease that they now have with each other is absolutely perfect here. Kaz is such a smart, brave, passionate woman, and I'm so happy that she comes to see that in herself in this excerpt. It's excerpts like these where we get to see the couple's growth and a character growth that just really bring the story together just so beautifully. I honestly could go on and on with gushing about this book, but the biggest thing I can say about it is this one touched my heart in a profound and special way. This story is going to be one that stays with me forever and is one that I will revisit over and over again. It doesn't matter if it's two years from now, ten years from now, twenty years from now, I will read this book over and over. Books that fill my heart to overflowing with love, hope, and warmth like this one are the reason why I love romance. If I can make even one good suggestion for all of you, it's to give this series a go. It really is beyond worth it. Okay, booklies, that's gonna do it for this bookish book hype. I really hope that you enjoyed this one and that you're as pumped as I am in love with this book to go ahead and give this book a shot or to reread this book or to start this series because it honestly is worth every penny. It is worth every second of time and worth every ounce of attention. I do have bookish book hypes for the other two books in this series. If you haven't heard them already, you can go ahead and go to previous episodes and hear those. If you're on my blog, I post previous episodes just underneath the play button for this one. So you can go ahead and scroll through and find those pretty easily. Stolen Love and the excerpts from the book that were read on this episode of the podcast were written by the fantastic Charmaine Pauls. Thank you so much, Charmaine, for allowing me to choose the excerpts that appeared on this episode and for allowing them to be read on the podcast. 
I can't tell you how appreciative I am of that and how much fun it makes it for me to be able to share the things that I absolutely adored about your amazing book with everybody else. Thank you so very much. If you haven't read anything by Charmaine Pauls, you can check out her website at www.charmainepauls.com. I have reviews for some of her other books on my blog at www.bookishcreation.com, but I highly suggest you check out Charmaine's website. She writes incredible dark romance, and you can find all of the books she has written on her website, but that's not the only thing that she has there. Charmaine also has amazing merchandise, including t-shirts and sweaters, mugs and caps that you can check out on her site as well. And while I'm not usually a big fan of email newsletters, Charmaine's is actually fantastic. I really enjoy looking through her newsletter whenever I get it because she always has relevant information in it, things about upcoming books, as well as giveaways and free books. So if that sounds like something that might be interesting to you, you can always sign up for her newsletter on her website as well. And it's one I highly suggest. The Bookish Creation Podcast isn't the only place where you can find my recommendations and excitement for romance. I also have a book blog where you can find more bookish love fun at www.bookishcreation.com. There you'll find reviews, bookish romance, memes, bookish discussions, as well as a bunch of other things, including all of the podcast episodes, quotes from the books that I review that I absolutely adore, and so much more. So if you haven't checked out my blog, please go ahead and head over to www.bookishcreation.com and give that a little look. The Bookish Creation logo was created by The Artsy Reader. The Artsy Reader is another book blogger that you can check out at www.theartsyreader.com. The Artsy Reader does a bunch of different genres and is another fantastic, enthusiastic book blogger. Thank you all so much for joining me today in looking at this incredible book. I hope you all are having a fantastic morning, afternoon, evening, wherever you are in the world, and that this current chapter of your life is as amazing as the last wonderful book that you read. I'll talk to you all later. Bye!